Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us on Zoom or in the building Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. For the Zoom link, please contact tikvatdirector at gmail.com or contact us on our website, tikvatisrael.com. There you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Good morning. Shabbat Shalom. Hanukkah Sameach, which means Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Chag Urim Sameach means Happy Festival of Lights, if you didn't know that one. Two more nights celebrating the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem in the second century BC. Hanukkah is the Hebrew word for what? Anybody know? Dedication. Very good. You get a Torah point. And the other day, Rabbi Wine mentioned this would be a great time to rededicate ourselves to Yeshua. I agree. It's never too late to rededicate, right? So while I was forced, no, (laughs) while I was preparing this sermon about what rededication could be, the one word that resonated within me was balance. The modern Hebrew term for balance is izun, correct me if I'm wrong, Wayne, because you're more astute at Hebrew than I am, I think. And as a verb, le'azen, in the Bible, we are commanded to have a just balance. Mo'azenei zedek. Is that right? All right. Meaning to use accurate scales in the marketplace. Mo'azenim is the biblical term for scales. So like many things in the Bible that say one thing, they can mean another. And I believe that our very life is this marketplace that God is referring to that we should have balance in our lives. So, an excellent life is about having balance. I started to think back over my life at some of the things that I was involved in. Was I doing too much of one thing and not enough of something else? Was I focused more on this when I should have been focusing on that? Was I doing too much of this and not enough of that? So, was I focused? Not really. Not really. Do you remember such days in your life? Can you relate to what I'm talking about this morning? That is when I realized I needed change. My life lacked balance. So today I'm going to share with you Friedman's four tips to having a balanced life. The four F's for Friedman. Faith, family, finance, and fellowship. I'm going to start with point number one, faith. Picture your life as a seesaw or a scale, balancing your work and your home and your leisure time. 
What makes that seesaw and scale work? I learned a long time ago that our life needs to have a firm foundation. That foundation is God, and Yeshua is the center of your scales. Yeshua is the center of your seesaw. Without God and without Yeshua as our center of our scale or seesaw, we have, well, as far as the scales, we have nothing to hang our baskets on, right? And if he's not the center of our seesaw, we're just a plank on the ground, not moving at all. So God should come first in our life because all goodness comes from him. We have this day, the Shabbat, where we come before him to reconnect, fellowship with him, to pray, and to praise him. We should make time each day for the Lord. Now, I feel the best time to do that is when you wake up in the morning because it could set the tone for the entire day. After all, you know, if you don't have God first, your rest of the day can go south very quickly indeed. So I do it. I mean, some folks that I know read a daily devotional. Some might pick a particular scripture to base their day on. So you do you. Whatever works for you, put God first in your day. I find it is a great time for him and me when I'm on my way to work. Before I walk into that lion's den of an office and tell, I tell him what's on my heart. My workplace can be very, very distressing and a hive of negativity. It's difficult to stay positive in a negative environment and look for the positive things. But he can help you work through these things each day. I often start by reciting the Shema. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And the Ve'ahavta, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might, and love your neighbor as yourself. Then I make it a point to pray for others. I have about a 25-minute ride to work, so this could be a great conversation between me and the Lord during this time. We should pray for others that are going through health, spiritual, or financial issues. Pray for direction through the issues we may be experiencing in our lives. And if you didn't know this already, God does hear our prayers. No matter what you or others are going through, it helps to remember John 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have shalom. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Let the Lord guide you in this, and he will strengthen your faith. That leads me to tip number two, family. Family is so, so important. 
starting with marriage, a union where you work together to bless each other. Immediate family may also depend on us. We may be caregivers for our parents or raising up children to be the role models for them. We need to love them and, in the case of young children, let them know that what you do is for them to grow up in a warm and safe environment. Guide them, teach them, coach them. Sometimes you got to give them some tough love. But teach them that there are consequences, there are consequences to negative behavior. Give praise when there are positive actions on their part. Because you don't want your children to say, well, Dad's always yelling at me. Right? It's a balance there. There's a balance. No matter how busy our work life may be, make sure we give them our attention. Our spouses, our children, and anyone else in the family that we have daily contact with. Recently, we had some additions, some new additions to our family. Two months ago, the birth of our second, ready for this, great-grandchild. <laughs> A girl to join her almost two-year-old brother. And a great-nephew, just the other day, was born to join his three-year-old brother. This is such a blessing, but it makes me feel really old. <laughs> we had a small gathering at Thanksgiving with Bonnie's sisters and nieces, the one that was already getting ready to give birth and our nephew, and their little boy, Levi, who really cracked me up when he sat there at the Thanksgiving table. I'm a turkey at the table! We just laughed and laughed. That's what children are supposed to make us do. Of course, we know that Maggie and Logan are just a few days away from being new parents to two baby girls. Baruch Hashem, that's, I can't wait. So Exodus 20 verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother. But can we talk? Is family perfect? No, not at all. But there are family. I mean, look at our patriarchs and matriarchs in the Bible. There was all kinds of Mishigas going on. But Adonai used that, turned that around for good. I don't know if there is one family out there that doesn't have problems. If yours doesn't, I think you're a rarity, but it's so awesome. You can watch the TV show that has a family bickering or going through some things. They all come together at the end, right? Is life like that? No, it's not always like that. But we can always hope. But it's family. It's the one we got. It's who God gave us. Call them. 
you don't call them or you don't talk to them for one reason or another, you could still pray for them, love them from near or from far. You may not see eye to eye, but you share the same blood through your veins. We can't pick our relatives, but we can pick how we interact with them. Give them our love and our time. Yeshua knew his coming was going to affect family groups. So for homework, I'm not going to read it today. You can look at Matthew 10, verse 34 to 39. It may just throw you for a loop. On to tip number three, because I don't want to be up here all day, right? You don't want me up here all day. Right? He's smiling, I see. How this, this is an is a critical slice of your life balance, and that's your finances. How are we handling our money? Are we living within our means? Are we living with no regard for tomorrow? If you have more months left than money, mm, your finances are out of balance. Some sort of a budget could be helpful. If you don't know where your money is going, write it down and review it regularly. Your first tenth of your income should go to the Lord. After all, everything comes from Him. Everything belongs to Him. Give back with your tithe. I have found when you give the Lord what is His, it comes back to you in ways you won't imagine usually when you don't expect it, and it could be a blessing. I am not sure if I ever shared this before, but my father passed away a long time ago in 1980 when he was only 50 years old. One of the last things I remember he said to me was, live for today because you never know about tomorrow. Now, I think I took that, mean, that meaning a little wrong. I think I heard him say, live for today and don't worry about tomorrow. When he really meant, live for today, but plan for tomorrow. Because it's not all about you. Hint, see tip number two. Years of mismanaging money put me in a very rocky circumstance and even bankruptcy. It is not a good place to be, and I definitely do not recommend it. So, do you get what you need to have a good life, or you get what you want all the time and worry about it later? Do you practice delayed gratification? There is no better feeling to be out of major debt have money left at the end of the month, you have your food, you have your shelter, your bills are paid, and you'll be able to give to others less fortunate than yourself. Money is not evil. The mismanagement and love of money is. Ever since I got my financial life in balance, we have been blessed with everything we need. And yes, some things that we want in his time.
not our own. And it gives us the opportunity to give back. Proverbs 13.11 says, Dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul, wrote in Philippians 4.11-13, Now that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You still with me? I haven't put you to sleep yet? Okay, just making sure. So I'm going to wind this down a little bit. Or maybe wind it up, I don't know. It has been a tough time for so, so many people the last, well, almost two years with this pandemic. So my fourth tip this morning for a balanced life is fellowship. Community, communication, outreach, inreach, bonding, helping, sharing, worship, singing, dancing, breaking bread, having fun, playing games, laughing, praying, loving each other. All these things have to do with fellowship. And truthfully, it's been quite difficult during this time, hasn't it? Maybe you have felt alone or isolated. Can't get out of your house. Uncertain about the world outside with all its problems. Lots of problems. And newsflash, they're not going to go away, right? The world will always have another variant. I'm sorry, but there will always be another variant. The solution, my friends, my family, my loved ones, is fellowship. All the things I mentioned, we need to do these things together. What I'm so thrilled about this synagogue is we find a way to fellowship whether it was online only last year, through a mask requirement, we're doing both online and in-house, a service from a campground, right? Through a flood in this building that required us to get a new roof. We have a new roof. Fellowshipping with others has forged some deep friendships for Bonnie and myself that they will just, they would last a lifetime. Tikvot Israel has been blessed and given the tools needed to serve and to do what Hashem wants us to do for the greater community. Not just in here, but out there. 
Psalm 133, Song of Essence of David. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers, and I add sisters, to dwell together in unity. Amen? The feeling that I had some 12 years ago when Bonnie and I first walked through those doors, it's the same feeling I feel now. Maybe some of the people might be different, but it's the same feeling. It's the love of God. It is fellowship. It is the love that he has placed in this place and in those that are here and out there at home watching us now. You know, you can still tell when someone is smiling, even if they're wearing a mask, because it's in their eyes. It's in their eyes. Fellowship is there, and fellowship is in your heart. That's my four points. But there is a fifth tip, And it links all the other four together. It's our relationship with Yeshua and each other. That is our faith, our family, our finance, our fellowship. He is our center of our universe. And through him and his sacrifice, we have all the balance we need. Hashem Yeshua, Amen, and Shabbat Shalom. Do you want me to pray? Heavenly Father, thankful So many things are crazy in this world that we live in, but you give us the ground to stand on, the solid rock. You give us that firm foundation that we put our scales on, that we put our seesaw on, that we could stand straight up because you hold us there. We don't go about this alone. We have our family that you have given us, both our faith family and our physical family. I just pray that you give our guide, us guidance every day, that we would walk with you and show others how they can walk with you as well. And if they don't know you, they will through us. Thank you for this day. May it be a blessing to you and your kingdom. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen.